Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. Good evening, MD. How are you, pal? Not bad. How about yourself? Nothing better than sitting at home on a Saturday night talking to you. You know, what else could you ask for? Um, I'm sure there's some fine dining down in Manhattan and uh, the social scene is calling your name, but I, uh, I appreciate you hunkering down with me for the 22nd installment. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Of Inside Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Ladbrokes has taken a beating on that one, that's for sure. Okay. You know what else Ladbrokes is putting money on? Bitcoin going to 10000 Huh? And really? I trust and I trust Ladbrokes. Okay, they get these things right. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. P- Patty Power. Um, wherever you, anything that you could put money on, those bookies they get it right. You they know. Do. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, uh, before we get started, there are a couple mm-hmm. of things I wanted to mention. Um, two things from last week. One was I talked about like the Fed and the votes mm-hmm. and the dissenting votes. Yep. And I said there's almost never a dissenting vote. So I actually did get off my fat ass and looked mm-hmm. it up. And so since the invention of the FOMC, there have been over 800 meetings. And in 800 meetings, there have been about 400 dissenting votes. So I don't know how many guys get to vote. Let's say it's 10. That was my question. Yeah, so one out of 10. Yeah, so it's 8,000. So mm-hmm. 400 are like 5%. Okay. So that's pretty low. The second thing is, I mentioned that there was a a Yale professor who wanted to get a gun and blow Mm -hmm. white people's brains out Mm -hmm. or or something to that effect, I said. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I misread that. Um, I had the gun part and blowing the white people's brains out, but I think the woman was a guest lecturer at Yale, Mm -hmm. not a Yale professor. Okay. Although I did check Wikipedia and... Um, Mr. Yale was mm-hmm. in fact a <clears throat> slave trader. So okay. I did get that part right. The other thing is, and, and this is kind of a little bit of a sad note, I started uh, my full-time professional trading in 1984 at Continental Bank in Chicago. And the first broker to ever cover me, uh, his name was Jackie Lux. Uh, Jackie's about my age, uh, he passed away last week uh, of uh, pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to uh, just tell him uh, I miss him, and uh, he meant a lot to me. And um, so, and now, anyway. so he made a big difference when you were when he. So this is what I asked. So he mentored you. He took you under his wing out of the goodness well, no, of his heart. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't say that. But he was and, good to you. He wasn't a jerk. He was a, you know, he was a friend. Mm-hmm. And, okay. uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm pretty critical of brokers uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> with good reason. Um, but, you know, uh, there w- was a goodness in his heart. And uh, we spent a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. And 98% of the time we had a relationship, there was no business. There was Got no it. business for me to do with him. This was a uh, just a good-hearted mm-hmm. man, loved by everybody, and uh, uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that um, because I know you're picky about who you uh, take uh, take into uh, your apparently, circle. Apparently, I, I had dinner last night with uh, 
our your friend uh, Mr. Mike and the Mad Dog, mm-hmm. and uh, up in um, Scott's Corner. Okay. By the way, just a little pro tip: Friday night is food truck night in oh, Pound Ridge, and oh, there really? was a freaking traffic jam. <laughs> <laughs> what at Pound Ridge Nursery? There is that where they have it at the nursery? Food truck night, uh, you know, you really? go by like Cubbies. The yeah, park. yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. back there. Okay. There's like a little park. And, wow, wow. But, uh, we had dinner at that uh, North Star place, which okay. I like very much. It's it's just solid food, and uh, we had a we had a lovely evening. Oh, good. But the the reason I I thought of it was because um, my our friend who wanted me mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. sure to say hello to you. Was we were reminiscing over the first time we met, which was in '08, and okay. he said I uh, he had heard I was a tough guy to get to be close to, and um, uh, he came away from that evening when we first met, not sure where he stood, and I remember that evening like it was yesterday, and I'm like, this guy's the greatest guy in the world. <laughs> Right, and right. and how he could have come away mm-hmm. without me thinking he was terrific, I I I don't know. But right. um, anyway, we had, we had a we had a nice time. I I I cut the evening a little short. I had a big ride today, and okay. I, I wanted to get my beauty sleep. And um, can we can we um give the the best factoid we have about that gentleman that he is? Uh, you mentioned that he was involved in the Mike and the Mad Dog project. Um. And he's received some awards, correct? He has so many Emmys. <laughs> um, and he's got such an attitude about it. When you go and you use the guest bathroom, they're mm-hmm. piled high. <laughs> you know, it's like that Tom Hanks thing. He's like, yeah, I got one in the garage to mm-hmm. keep me from, you know, pulling in too far and, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. So, I love um, that story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, my favorite thing is um, a couple of years ago, I took him and my brother to the Masters. Mm-hmm. And so our friend uh, was a big shot at the Masters for years and years and years. And um, he's just he's just so delf, de- self-deprecating all of the time. And I'm like, look, this is what I know. I've been to Augusta six days in my life. Okay. And for five days and, you know, 23.8 hours, you can hear a pin drop. And we're walking up 18, our friend, my brother, and I. And from the tower, (laughs) some guy's screaming, Mr. So-and-so, Mr. (laughs) So-and-so. And, uh, you know, it's Augusta, right? So that's, that's what this guy's like. He's just, he's just a terrific guy. So I, I, I don't know whether he would have any issue with me saying his name, but I, yeah, I just prefer not to. Yep. I understand. You can't take it back. Yep. Yep. Um, so, uh, let's see. So I, 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 I wrote for six hours today. And what time did you start? 643. <laughs> and, and the best part is that three hours and like 42 minutes, the battery died on the, on the, <laughs> the, the bike computer, you know? Yeah. So you might as well not. It, oh, well, it's, yeah, it's okay. I rode, I, so I, I rode for two hours and then I met Jen at yeah. Modern Barn. 
Why would you do that? <laughs> two um, hour warm up, and then to get hammered, to get dragged around for another yeah. two. I, I gotta tell you something. I felt pretty good. All right, good. I felt pretty good. Yeah. So I got this new doctor. So he's been, he's been <laughs> prescribing this stuff called testosterone. Okay, nice. Yeah, and yeah. And then I've heard after of it. the ride today, he gave me two pills: uh, Dexa, Dexamethasone. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe? yeah, yeah, okay. sure, yeah, yeah. That's okay, right? The, the clear? Did you get the clear or whatever, you know? <laughs> Jeez. No, I actually, I actually, so I was driving home. So I rode up to Modern Barn, right? Do the mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. We do the loop around Titicus, come back. I drop her off at Modern Barn. So all I got to do is like scoot down Riversville Road, mm-hmm. come across uh, Port Chuck, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of soft pedaling coming home. And, uh, I'm all the way to the right. Like I'm e- either on the white line mm-hmm. or to the right of the white line. Easy going. And somebody in a BMW with four Florida plates, okay, wow. blows by me and sticks his hand out the window and gives me the finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm what a is- fucking senior citizen. <laughs> like, I could, yeah. I could go to the movies and yep. get a discount. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They open the grocery store early on Tuesday for you. <laughs> did I? Did I ever tell you what I did uh, a couple years ago at Bedford when I got into a little altercation with the guy in the car? No, 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 no. Well, this is good. This is good. So, uh, you know, our friend who moved from Granite, she's got the place in Scottsdale mm-hmm, near me. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So he's got this gang of guys that are terrific guys. Yeah, Canadians. And they're Canadians. <laughs> some. Yeah, but yeah. There are some Americans mm-hmm. thrown in just to okay. keep the Canadians honest, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I've gotten to know some of these guys, and, and occasionally they would come to town to visit our friend. And, and so one day, one of these guys uh, has got an afternoon free. So he says, you want to you wanna go for a ride? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go take a little loop and chat. You know, like you and I do mm-hmm. from time to time, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, it's like Tuesday, 11 a.m., you know, run of the mill Tuesday, nothing mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. So we ride out to past Bedford Village and we're going up that loop. What is that, 121 mm-hmm. back there? Yeah, up towards the steps. Yep. Yeah, so we're just going over that gentle rise, or getting mm-hmm. near that gentle rise. I forget the name of uh, uh, the street we go seminary. by. Seminary. Seminary. That's it, yeah. So we're near Seminary, and this big black SUV pulls up, and he uh, lowers the window, okay? <laughs> now, my friend is clearly in the, um, the uh, you know, those... To the, the right down the, lane, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Right, he's in the right. shoulder. He's to he's the right the of shoulder, the right of I, the right yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm riding the right line, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the white line. So the guy rolls down the window, this black suburban, mm-hmm. and he starts with the, "You guys, you're all over the road." Mm-hmm. Bah, 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 you know this kind. I of know thing. the speech. Yeah. Okay. So you know how I reply. <laughs> F U U F F F M F. Right, okay. right. For, sorry. Yeah. You know, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. What I, else I, are you going to say? Well, I, I probably skipped my lithium that day, <laughs> right? That kind of thing. So, anyway, 
I don't know how many pounds this car is. It's a couple of tons, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So he starts drifting. <sighs> yeah. And he's pushing us into the gutter. Uh, yeah, squeezing you. So uh, I did what any normal person would do is I took one of my water bottles. He had left his window, the passenger side window open, right? So I chucked a water bottle at it, trying to, yeah, I, yeah. I figured if I got it right, it would get in the window yeah. and explode. Yeah. Right? Okay. yeah. Well, I, I missed and I, I think I cracked his, his passenger side uh, mirror or something. Okay. Anyway, yeah. he hits the brakes. Right. Yep, yep. Okay. So it's kind of like a hockey thing where the guys drop the gloves. Right. Mm -hmm. So I get off the bike. My friend gets off the bike and this guy comes running around. The guy's like six, four <laughs> looks like a brick shit house. Yep, yep. He's got a jacket tie on. He's got the mirror glasses. He's got the, um, uh, Micro microphone? No, the uh, American flag in his lapel. Oh, oh and yeah, And the yeah. first thing he says to me is license and registration. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. So, so remembering the Martha Stewart mistake, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like, okay, Officer, I don't have my mm -hmm. I don't have my driver's license with me. You can you can take me in. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, Li "License and registration." And yeah, I said, yeah. I, "I don't have it." Yeah. You can ask me as many times <laughs> as you want, but I don't have it. Yeah. Then he looks at the other guy, and he says, "What about you? Let me see your license and registration." Now this guy's an attorney. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. So he says. Why do you need to see my drive, my, my license mm -hmm. and registration? And the guy looks at him and he looks at me and he says, stay here. And he, he walks into the car. Okay. And like, I don't know, this something doesn't seem right. So I walk around and I look and he's typing into like an iPhone. Mm -hmm. It's not a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, dude. Mm -hmm. You're impersonating a police officer, mm -hmm. at which mm -hmm. point it takes off. Yep. Okay. See you okay. later. But, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's the, that's the story. But but wait, there's more, right? And so I don't know. Nine months later, a year later, Cheryl and I are at a uh, benefit at Wave Hill. Okay. You know that tree place. Okay. Uh, it, apparently, it's special. Okay. okay. But of course, my luck, I, we go, it's piss and rain. Mm -hmm. Right. So, we, mm -hmm. okay. But the people who uh, organized it are friends. So we're sitting at like the main table. And there's a bunch of people. And, you know, you, you try and talk to the person to your right. You talk to the person to your left. You talk. Okay. So I'm talking to the guy to my left. And I said, oh, where do you live? He says, Bedford. And I said, oh, I, I live in Greenwich, but I, I'm up in Bedford all the time. He said, oh. I said, yeah, I love to ride my bike up there. He goes, oh, those bike guys, they're terrible. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sometimes I can get a little out of control. He says, let me tell you a story. Come on. And Cheryl was sitting there, okay. <laughs> He says, so 
about a year ago, <laughs> I'm driving and there's all sorts of crazy traffic and there's these two guys riding a bike and I roll down the window and say to the guys nicely, look, I'm concerned for your safety. <laughs> oh. And you know what the guy does? He swears at me and he throws a water bottle at me. And, and I look at the guy, I'm like, it's terrible. Yep. <laughs> Can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's what my, are the chances? It's 100%. Unbelievable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Small world out there, you know? Small world out there. So anyway, uh, should we talk about the markets? Yeah, absolutely. Tell I, me about that bond auction. You want to talk about the bond I, auction? I, Why I, is that important? Is okay. that important? So there were three auctions this week. The three-year, the 10-year, and the 30-year. Okay. The three-year and the 10-year are notes. Mm -hmm. The 30-year is a bond. Okay. Not that big a deal, but, you know, I like to be precise about these things. And uh, the 10-year went very well, and the 30-year went very well. And, and that's important to me because it's, it's instructive of the situation in the marketplace. So you get a lot of people now, uh, a lot of smart guys. You know, Ray Dalio said he'd rather own Bitcoin than bonds or something mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm. you know, no one would own a bond. Um, and I understand why they they say that. I, I don't agree or disagree, but I can see why they are saying it. Why do I think it's instructive? It's instructive because nobody buys a 10-year note at one and a half percent or a 30-year bond at 2.15. They don't buy it because they want to. They buy it because they have to. And uh, the fact that there was such overwhelming demand for these securities kind of fits into this thesis that I've had for a, a long time, which is there's a worldwide shortage of AAA assets. So as long as that situation stays where we're at, okay, we're going to have negative interest rates, uh, re negative real interest rates. So inflation is running between 2 and 4%. If the 10-year note yields 1.5, you know, you're, you're losing money. Mm -hmm. And what I think some of the pundits miss out on is they operate in the world of theory, but I try and live in the world in reality, okay? And as long as people need to buy 10-year notes, and that's the rate, you know, at some level, doesn't matter what inflation is. Now, I you can do the reduction ad absurdum and say if inflation's 14%, no one's going to buy 10-year notes at one and a half. And I'm sure that's absolutely right. But for the time being, uh, I, I think we need to keep in mind that um, there's something going on in the dynamic which indicates there's an overwhelming need for, for these assets. So last week we were talking about, you know, uh, the comment 
that has made, you know, the Bond guys or the smart guys kind of thing, right? The, the reality is, I think the Bond market ends up being right more often than not because there's no story. It's much more about an immediate <clears throat> supply and demand uh, for interest yeah. rate items. So, you know, whether Tesla trades at 1,000 PE or 600 PE or a 40 PE, I, you know, I'm hard-pressed to understand how you can make a, a, a compelling argument that one number is more right than another. Yet, you know, you get an intersection, right? Uh, and that's where the Tesla stock price trades for that moment in time. Mm-hmm. But now you have 1,500 stocks, and you have to make that analysis on, on every one of them. The, the two-year note, the five-year note, the seven, the 10, the 30, those are put together through various methods of people who need money, people who uh, you know, want to invest money, and it's a much more practical and um, mathematically driven market that has some logic to it. And so I, I think it's, once again, going back, the fact that the, <clears throat> the auctions went very well, I, I, think that, I think that means a few things. One is that there's, you know, as I said, a shortage of good assets, mm-hmm. number one. Number two... Typically, that means that the economy is slowing. Uh, that's the first place you see it. And, Interesting. Um, and how do you draw that correlation? Well, just that in the textbook, they tell you a slow economy, you have lower interest rates. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Less yeah. demand to borrow yeah. money. Yeah. Right? Okay. Interest yeah. is the cost of borrowing money. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that, by the way, is kind of consistent in my mind with what we've said for a long time, which is you know we get this sugar high from the stimmies, and the stimmies are burning off. Uh, you do have this incredibly Byzantine situation where you have nine million unemployed and eight million jobs open. So. Um, you know how you were saying at work, you, you like you can't find people. Uh, we were uh, a, a couple of times in the last week. People have said to us, "Is like I, I just can't get workers." Yeah, and oh yeah, everybody. Yeah, well, so anyone who wants to make the argument about basic universal income, this is a I, I'm not no judgment, but this is a real life example of what happens. When you pay people a lot of money, mm-hmm. and granted, you know, for me to say it's a lot of money, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. no, but cut me I know a you slack mean. on that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just so if a guy's getting nine hundred bucks a week to say stay home, to stay home, <laughs> well, I, you know, it depends. So, yeah, so like I was cr- telling you in the city, right? We we don't have any trouble getting a plumber. 
because mm-hmm. they're getting 75 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot more mm-hmm. than he is if he stays at home. Mm-hmm. But if you're cutting lawns or doing dishes or laying asphalt or banging nails. Yeah, lifeguards. It, yeah, all yeah, that stuff. So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know where we, where yeah. we go with that. Um, so anyway, that's why I thought those auctions were important. And as long as that unemployment number, they're going to use that to keep those numbers pegged low, correct? As long as that unemployment, and I hate to say it, like, but specifically black unemployment and Hispanic unemployment, they're going to use those two metrics to keep those interest rates. That's, that is my... Uh, They've so- said that. Not directly. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I think it's definitely an inference. Okay. Um, if they said it, I missed it. I don't think they said it. I, I think they the the context was more employment is going to be across a broad spectrum. Okay. And, you know, I mean, it should be. But the problem is a lot of these things aren't fixed by monetary policy. You know, there's there's socialization, cultural, mm-hmm. and I, you know, that's that's not my uh, my area of expertise, right? Yeah. But you know, I do think that that's on their mind, and yes, that they're going to be looking at those numbers, which is why uh, they're going to have a very very easy um, monetary policy and kind of let the inflation stuff go. And, and you know, you've seen the last couple of days, like lumber futures, for instance. Okay. They've come off the boil. Why? Because, you know, I don't think there was a shortage of lumber. I, I think it just took a while for them to get the lumber to the mill and get the lumber through the mill and get it delivered. And, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of these things aren't like fundamental changes in uh you know supply demand i think they're temporary bottlenecks and and basically i don't have this statistic but you know the biggest expense on these things is labor Mm -hmm. and you know you got nine million unemployed people so for the short term you're going to get wage pressure because you have to pay more to get them to work than to not work, right? Mm-hmm. So you you were saying how you know you pay twenty five bucks an hour and you can't get guys, and it 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 at fifty maybe you could, but then the job doesn't make as much money. Okay, well a year from now, you know if they're not if they're getting back to three hundred bucks a week for. Uh, unemployment you'll be picking them up for 18 bucks an hour mm-hmm. right yep. and 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 so that's why to me i think the inflation stuff is is uh is is transitory mm-hmm. so um so uh did that answer your question yeah absolutely um but those low rates now if you had to go in on monday morning to make money does that make it more difficult with those regs pegged that low for that long or you could go in on Monday and, and you could work with that. There's enough volatility in the back end. 
okay. that, you know, I, I could do some stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, anytime they pin the funds rate for years, that's not great for guys like me. Okay. Or when I used to be a guy like me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, now I'm just an old guy yelling at cars. It's <laughs> one way to look at it. <laughs> Speaking of old guy yelling at cars, so I got home last night and I was chumming through some YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was this uh, blog person that I, I kind of like. I think highly of this person. And they were talking about uh, the crypto stuff and the, the custody. And so uh, I wrote this person a note and I said, you know, please take this in the way it's intended pleasantly, but I think you've got the crypto thing wrong. And I explained that, you know, custody is in a place that mm-hmm. nothing can happen to it. And if something happens to it, the, the custodian is responsible and uh, and further to that, when you look at the Goldmans and the Morgan Stanleys, they're not taking physical Bitcoin for clients. They're doing futures and non-deliverable forwards, which are derivatives of the Bitcoin. Okay. So I got a note back, which was kind of curt, but kind of telling me how, you know, not that I don't know what I'm talking about, but kind of like I don't know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. and how there are all these safeguards and that sort of thing. And and so what I wanted to do for a few minutes is kind of talk to you about how some of these things work. And um, I'm going to put you on the hot seat mm-hmm. and I don't, if you don't know the answer, I don't want you to feel stupid. No. But this is instructive. Okay. Absolutely. So, so you own 13 stocks. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you keep them at, at a broker. Correct. Okay. What do you think happens if you pick up the paper tomorrow and you find out Joe Blow Broker is bankrupt? What happens to your 13 stocks? <sighs> Gone, right? I have nothing. If JP, I have him at Chase. If Chase goes tapioca, like you say, and I log in, do I own those stocks? No. JP Morgan Chase owns them, so my, my stocks are gone, right? No. And it's some, somewhere in some fine print? No? No. So there's this thing called the SIPIC, the Security Investor Protection Corporation. Okay. So in a base case... Your securities mm-hmm. are guaranteed by SIPIC up to a half a million dollars. And cash in the account is insured up to $250,000. Um, in excess of that, many, uh, many firms will buy extra insurance. So, for instance, take I keep coming back to Goldman because I know them a little bit, but I think they, I think, once again, mm-hmm. sources believed reliable but cannot be guaranteed. I think they buy 
third-party insurance. <clears throat> so you're good up to like 50 million. Okay. Okay. So uh, if you have more than $500,000 of stocks sitting in your brokerage account and they go broke, <clears throat> you you could be out. Now, I think in reality, no one has ever lost a dime in a SIPC unwind. I think, okay. I think regardless of how much has been in there. Okay. But once again, you know, they tell you it's up to half a million dollars and 250 grand in cash. I come back to the cash part. Uh, once again, cause I'm belt and suspenders guy. So let's say, uh, Joe Blow has 500 grand of XYZ stock and he sells it. So now he's got 500 grand in cash. Okay. Well, at this point, he's only good for 250, right? Because 500, okay. So what Joe Blow should do would be go buy a one week treasury bill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because now that's not cash, that's a security and he's insured up to $500,000. You, you, you with mm -hmm. me? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have more than the half million dollars, okay, what you do is you have a different account with your broker. Now, Chase is a good example because they're a bank, right? Okay. So you set up a custody account. Mm -hmm. So they take the securities from the brokerage account and they put them in the custody account. And what that does is the stock that you own, your 13 shares, your 13 different companies, that stock is sitting in what they call street name. And what they do is they use that stock when you're not looking mm -hmm. to make money. Right. So if something gets screwed up, Above the 500 grand, technically, Liam's screwed, right? Got it. So when Liam's ship comes in and he's got $10 million worth of stock, he's probably going to take the $10 million and move it into the custody account. And in the custody account, they're in Liam Allen's name, not the broker's yeah. name. Okay. And you pay a fee for that. Mm -hmm. And you're good. Well worth it. Yeah. And 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 if you wake up tomorrow and Chase's tapioca, you're good. Yeah. You're, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's these things that people take for granted that when you're farting around with nickels and dimes, you can be very cavalier about, oh, it's custody. Oh, it's this. But when you start dealing with real money, you, you have to know how this stuff goes. And that's probably why I got a bug up my ass about this term custody, right? Because uh, once again, you know, I'm sorry for sounding like grumpy old guy, but, you know, I've been through multiple crises. And not just in uh, the bond market, like real estate deals. And every time a real estate deal, I've said this to you, every time a real estate deal 
gets into trouble, the first thing people do is they whip out the frickin' operating agreement and they just start looking at line by line by line and word by word by mm-hmm. word. Okay. So during the financial crisis in 08, people were losing their mind and stuff was trading everywhere. And all of a sudden, these little niggly things that are way in the weeds come into play. So, for instance, there's these things called repurchase agreements and reverse repurchase agreements. What is that? So, let's say MB is running his book, and I own a bunch of bonds, but I don't have the money to pay for them. So, I take the bonds to the bank, and I post the bonds as collateral, and they give me the money. Mm-hmm. And they don't give me the money equal to the bonds, but they give me 98%. Right. Then that 2% would be called a haircut. Mm-hmm. And if the market goes up or down every day, we reset that variance. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if the market goes down and I have given them bonds, I, I got to give them more money, right? Because, yep, yep. The bond, and if the, Mark goes up, the bonds are worth more, they'll loan me more money, right? Mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. So these things are ubiquitous. It's trillions of dollars of these things happen every single day, right? So in 2008, when the shit hits the fan, all of a sudden you have these repos and reverse repos. That's just you know, if I do a repo with you, mm-hmm. you're doing a reverse with me. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you wonder what happens if you go bankrupt. So now you have my bonds and I have your money. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, if you're bankrupt, you're you're stopped. The uh, a bankruptcy trustee takes over. Okay. So all of a sudden, I don't have my bonds anymore. You're not giving me the bonds back. You're, you're, you're paralyzed. You're not allowed to trade. So I got this money. Now, what do I do with the money? Well, so back in 08, all of a sudden, you know, $20 billion, $20 billion long, $20 billion short, you got a fucking issue on your yeah, hands, right? Yeah. And, and so, we were running an analysis every night, like, what do we do if we come in tomorrow and X goes bankrupt, Y yeah. goes bankrupt? And, and once again, I keep coming back to this, not as a, hopefully not sounding self-important, it's just the only way you discover these things is when the shit hits the fan. And so you can sit here and say, oh, I'm sure it's fine, and multi-factor authorization and the whole thing. And, you know, you can be pretty buttoned down, feeling pretty good about something. But when you got money with the guy in Canada that goes to India to open a school for poor kids, and he dies and all of a sudden your $80 million is gone, 
ain't so fucking funny anymore, mm-hmm. is it? So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what I'm yeah I'm I'm getting at. So I, I hope that didn't sound too preachy. I just no. you know it's 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 been so long since we've had a legitimate bear market. And bear markets are different because weird things happen. Okay. Right now we're in a bull market. Money's easy. Guys are making money left and right. Stanley Druckenmuller said, you know, a monkey can make money in this market, which <clears throat> being down 4% this year doesn't make <laughs> me feel great about myself. But uh, anyway, well, that's for another mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, what happens in bear markets is people have losses in positions. And once that happens, weird shit takes place like people stop trading mm-hmm. and all of a sudden these algos they're not going to know what to do right because yep. all of a sudden you don't have joe blow whipping around you know two hundred thousand shares of gamestop and amc mm-hmm. and hertz yeah and yeah, yeah ibm and and yeah, tesla yeah. and you know i've i see it it was much more pronounced in the bond market when rates would go up all of a sudden you'd have a bond that was issued at par meaning a hundred cents on the dollar okay so if rates shot up and that bond was now trading at 88 cents on the dollar you'd have a huge chunk of the people who own that who wouldn't be allowed to sell it mm-hmm. because they're not they wouldn't be allowed to take a loss yeah. Okay. So let's say I look and and I'm trading that thing and it's trading at 88 cents and my model says, well, that, you know, that's too high. You should sell that. Well, I, I can bang the shit out of the thing, but if I'm the only guy selling it, it, it ain't going to go down. Yeah. You see, yeah. What, and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see where I'm getting at, right? Yeah. So, so that's what happens in all of these markets once you hit a bear market. Now I'm, I'm not going to forecast, you know, but I would imagine sometime in the next 20 years, we'll get a bear market. Could be two days, could be 20 years. I don't know. But, uh, I don't think this current regime has, has seen a legitimate bear market. I, I think March of last year, is defined as a bear market because of the decline, but it happened so fast and there was such total paralysis and then the fed came in and then there was the reverse. Yeah. I I don't think that, I don't think that really counts. So yeah, I think you can throw that out. That's a, such a unique situation. It almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what else? If I had to buy a one-year-old a gift today, am I getting her a hundred dollars savings bond? Am I getting her a hundred dollars in gold, or am I getting her a hundred dollars in Bitcoin? I don't know. I like <laughs> fuck. I don't know. Where's your, where's your gold confidence? <laughs> so I was riding with uh, Jen today, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, um, we were talking about lifestyles and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and. We're talking about like having kids 
and you made a great comment, which I will refer to later, but uh, we have friends that their oldest is now going to college. $80,000 a year. Oh, yeah. So, wow. Okay. That's that's repugnant. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, that's disgusting. Yeah. I, I, I just... People, these universities have lost their fucking mind. And let me and, and let me guess. Tell me the endowment of that school. What's I, it, it, well? You know? I, I I don't know that school in particular, but you but, know Harvard's got like forty billion dollars. Yeah, same thing with Yale right? and Princeton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there those two are less. Harvard's okay. the biggest, but right. Yeah, and and uh, eighty grand. And so my brother-in-law is a a professor of English. Okay. I don't know what he makes. I, I'm sure he makes a comfortable living with, especially mm-hmm. with my sister. But, uh, you know, 320000 after-tax dollars. Mm-hmm. And when you come out, you get a job making, what, forty grand? Maybe, yeah. I mean, I, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's bananas. Uh, it's It's... So you had said to me, like, your daughter's Fiona's going to go to college in 15 years, 16 years. Um, by then, it'll be free. Right. Because it's going to, there's going to be a, uh, a... A revolt? Yes. Or insurrection. An insurrection? Okay. Yeah. So, no, I, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's, just, it's just unfair. So Cheryl and I went to University of Illinois. Okay. Mm-hmm. We both got two degrees there. So I'm pretty sure I paid $300 a semester tuition. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got in and out with books, room, board tuition for three grand a year. Wow. Okay. And graduate school was free. She, Cheryl and I both taught. Imagine me, teacher. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but uh, and and so when I got out of school, I had like five grand in student loans, and I got a job paying. You know, uh, I don't want to say, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I could have paid that loan off the first year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, was that? Yeah, now. That was University of Illinois. It was not Harvard. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, yeah, but uh, still a good school. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, Absolutely. it was the number one school in accounting. Remember, they were talking about forgiving student loan. That was a big uh, yeah. What happened football. with that? It's weird. They kind of that, that yeah. kind of fizz, that kind of fizzled. You know? You mean it was a, like a campaign promise? It's funny. I you know you never would have thought, right? <sighs> Say it ain't so, Joe. Say well, you're still. So. Are you still angling to get a uh, position in the administration? Well, I mean, I'm still a white guy. <laughs> right, that hasn't changed. Uh, I think it'd be kind. Of, I think it'd be kind of fun. I, I, uh, yeah, it's the poacher becomes gamekeeper, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. You got the inside. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be fun. You know, I, I would have to. I would have to give up the podcasting temporarily. Temporarily, that's fine. I would, you know, we could have a guest host. We would have somebody stand in for you. Um, d- 
do they have do we have the best and brightest working on this in our cyber defense and our crypto defense and all or, or are we a step behind? You know, I don't know. So one of the guys we ride with mm-hmm. is a uh, one of these uh, internet geniuses, mm-hmm. and we've been very cordial with on one another in the ride, and um, we've been meaning to get together for a long time. Uh, in fact, I had invited him to the last. Uh, pizza party at my house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the one where um, mm-hmm. a few people had a little mm-hmm. trouble mm-hmm. Uh, getting home. Um, and I guess the word on the street was there was so much alcohol drunk at my house that this fellow had his wife drive him over <laughs> and drop him off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so... Uh, Oh, we had we we had a great time. We had a great time. We mm-hmm. sat there for <laughs> three hours talking. Okay, yeah. but yep. so so um, anyway, I I wanna wanted to kind of like uh, get the inside scoop on how like this internet security stuff works, right? So um, I bring out the eight uh, percent ABV. Uh, IPA, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm carefully sipping mine <laughs> and, you know, watching him drink his. And I made can I sure... You, can I get you some more salty chips? <laughs> I, I, I made sure the room was a little warm so he'd be thirsty. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, I like I mm-hmm. drank next to nothing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, uh, how about I go grab, <laughs> go grab two more, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he's like, okay. And I said, oh, I... I got this other stuff you might want to try. It's this, this is bimble stuff, which I kind of like, right? Mm-hmm. It's got the CBD oil in it. And, oh. and so Jeez. I threw everything I had at this guy <laughs> and I couldn't break him. Oh, wow. I couldn't break him. He's been oh, too trained it? by the government. Wow. So all we talked about was the economy. Oh. And Greenwich schools. Oh. And it's like I couldn't. Oh, Got man. nothing out of them. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh man. Next well, time, that's good. Maybe well, that's good. Maybe that. Maybe I'll take that as a good sign. I guess next time I go with the roofie, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to get out your horseradish vodka. Oh, boy. You know, uh, oh, we're due I for just, one of those nights, aren't we? It makes me. I, I get. I got like the cold sweats just saying it. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't have. More, a, I don't have any of that anymore. I. I kind of. You have to put, fire up a batch. I put that to bed. I the, te- the tequila is a much clearer, cleaner. Yeah. And you know, um, with the advent of the <clears throat> Margalisa, mm-hmm. invented by my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did try to trademark that, by the way. Did you really? We, well, yeah. And the answer is no. <laughs> Stone cold. No. Somebody's got that already. No, not. It's like you have to actually have a product. <laughs> not just a recipe. You can't trademark a recipe, huh? No. But oh, for those man. of you keeping score at home, it's equal parts reposado tequila, Grand Marnier, and fresh squeezed lime, and shaken. Cold. Tell them about your secret ice. Plug the ice. Plug the ice. <laughs> oh, the clear ice? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got this thing that the cycle guys out uh, out in Arizona were telling me about, like clear ice. Yeah, but so, it's like size of a don't don't they make don't they make it like the size of a baseball? Well, too? that's the get... that's the one I have. It's it's just it's a total pain in the ass because <laughs> it, you you have to put the water in, mm-hmm. and it has to be like a block of ice right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you only get the middle because the air is in the top and the bottom Mm -hmm. so i haven't made one of those in a long time all right just because i'm too eager to get to the to the alcohol right (laughs) yeah uh i've been drinking less you should cut it out before leadville jason has it on the schedule that uh six weeks before leadville i'm supposed to stop drinking yeah 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 that's what i i think i went Easily six weeks, probably two months out. No. Yeah. Life's too short. No. I took it seriously. I, no, I really no, did. I, I know you, you should did. should take it seriously, Morris, really. Tell me something. <laughs> how how many weeks before Leadville did you cut out the female companionship? <laughs> I did not, because I, there's there's multiple schools of thought on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's multiple schools of thought. Wow. You can read different theories on that. Yeah. Um, you can ask someone like uh, Mario Cipollini. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 okay. Um, but I did, you got to drink water, like like mili- like militantly drink water. I'm going to get a IV. Uh, the saline. IV, you're going to get the IV. You're right, that. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. going to be my game plan. Okay. And then I'm going to get a motor put in the bottom bracket. Yep, that's good. Bike. And uh, if necessary, I'm gonna get a team of people to push me uphill. Yeah, well, you've got your, you've got an escort, you right? You have a, you have a, a domestique riding with you. I, I have a friend riding with me. Yeah, it's basically he's there. He's provided by the life insurance company <laughs> in case I have a heart attack. They'd like to see me live a little longer, especially with the tenure note being at one forty-five. <laughs> they're not in any hurry to. <laughs> they're not in any hurry to pay me off. Okay, amazing. Well, I'll be here before you know it. Oh, I'm, um, I'm very excited, and, and to tell you the truth, I, I'm, I'm not overly confident, but I feel like if I put the work in it. And I'm gonna, great. I'm gonna get it. So, and we got good news because apparently July 1st, Canada is going to open the border. Oh, nice! I I don't know that. I did not hear that from the horse's mouth. I heard that secondhand. But okay, uh, okay. I'm I'm uh, I'm really excited about that. Oh, good, so. good. Um, well, I thank you for coming on today, even after you've done your. You did six hours. Good God, you know man. it's it's funny. Uh, it didn't it. It just didn't feel like anything. I, I, I just, I had a, I really had a nice time. Picking up, picking up a friend two hours in is perfect. Yep. T- tomorrow is a three-hour ride, and I'm gonna tell you that is gonna suck and yeah. suck hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can just feel my legs closing up right now. It's gonna take like ninety minutes for you to feel like you're gonna open up. You'll feel like shit for the first ninety minutes. Uh, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. Then you'll feel great, and then I'll be like, "All right, let me get home." And next week's kind of recovery week. And then, yeah, wow. Okay, good. Yeah, got right. got some good stuff, and uh, week from tomorrow's Father's Day. 
Oh yeah, how about that? Mm. Oh, that's very exciting. All right, well. All right, old chestnut. I appreciate it. I I prefer to go by OC. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we just put that after your like mbsax.oc. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's great to see you, buddy. All right, buddy. Enjoy your week. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye.